what's going on, everybody? The Modern Flirting Podcast is back in full effect. I am your host today, Dale Valor. And uh, look, I, I really love doing these. I love doing these podcasts. And normally, typically, Jared is the one that is hosting this. And I'm just contributing as well as our other awesome modern flirting uh, coaches, such as uh, Jamie Cosmo. Uh, well, Jared, obviously. Um, Gore, Nicholas, Dong, you know, like. Look, we got a full roster of cats that want to help you level up, not only in your dating life, and believe you me, we're all about that, but also just across the board. We're all about it, and that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do, and we will see if any of these noted individuals happen to pop into the podcast today. If they don't, that's okay, because you're here with me. I'm here with you, and we're ready to talk some science. Well, not literal science, but we're ready to drop some knowledge. We're ready to get involved inside of your life and uh, hopefully, you know, improve it for the better by using some of the strategies and some of the things that we're talking about today. So, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, one of the questions that I get often and that I see posted inside of the Modern Flirting Facebook group and just here, there, and everywhere. One of those things is, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't have a wing to go out with me. I don't have somebody to wingman for me. I don't have a friend that will go out and, you know, get out here and do cold approach and kick it with all these fine looking ladies that happen to be out and about. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. Oh, you know what? Here's somebody right now, actually, as I'm like right in the flow of it. Right. So let's see who we got here in attendance today. Oh, there she is. Jamie, what's going on? I just realized I probably need to switch because someone might need my, you know, the modern flirting one. Th that, that's all right. I, I have a feeling it's going to be you and I. <laughs> Amazing. Hold on, give me one second. I need to get a band aid because I've cut myself. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, as she's getting a band aid, as I was saying, you know, a lot of times I get these questions about I can't go out by myself. I can't do this without a friend with me. And one of the things that, um, you know, when, when I was coming up, when I was cutting my teeth, getting out here and doing the thing all that kind of stuff. I did it solely by myself. So I, I don't really see that as an excuse because I learned by myself without a wing. I didn't have a community. I didn't have a coach to work with and all those types of things. I didn't have, I don't even have internet resources hardly of, you know, breakdowns of, you know, how to go out and do it and all that kind of stuff. I went out by myself and made it happen. So I really don't see that as an excuse, you know, and, Jamie, what I was talking about was because I, I fully thought I was going to be doing this by myself today, you know. So uh, <laughs> I'm here for you, Boo. Well, I appreciate that. So what I was talking about was kind of uh, using that same um, mentality of 
How do you do things by yourself when you don't have a wingman, when you don't have a friend to, you know, go out and, and do cold approach or, you know, go to a social events and things like that? How do you make it happen by yourself? You know, so it it's funny that you bringing this up. I just ended my uh, Inside the Female Mind class. And oh wait, I don't know if you can actually hear that waterfall. Um, so I just ended the Inside the Female Minds class and we were talking about uh, just not settling and, uh -huh. and, and not, and just like, it's so funny, my ex-boyfriend used to call me insatiable. He's like, insatiable Jamie. I'm just like never satisfied, right? So it's just like this insatiable need to advocate for yourself, to go out there and just not accept the environment surrounding you if it doesn't, if it doesn't fulfill you. Yeah. So, so that is how I would go out by myself. Like I've gone out by myself and especially as a woman, that's like crazy. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it's one of those things where I know that I can have fun. I've traveled by myself. I, I, I backpacked South America by myself, not knowing Spanish. And I was like, I'm just going to wing it. Right. And it ended up working out great because I think people really got that like the other thing we were talking about is like people like really mirror and, and use that confidence, that energy, and, and, and they want people around them like that. So if you can really embody what that looks like, it's really going to help your social circle and your game. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. That's crazy. You went to South America by yourself, huh? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. incredible. All right. Very yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> you know, like, there's a girl that I know, and uh, she had moved out to... Well, Los Angeles, uh, somewhere out there. I don't remember exactly what city, but uh, she was she sold her house, was moving out there. Then things really weren't. She was trying to like break it, uh, you know, in the uh, music industry and things like that, trying to you know come up in, in that. Things really really wasn't working out for her, and she was kind of running out of money because it's expensive over there. Uh, so what she ended up doing was she was like, I'm moving back to Detroit. And she was terrified of the fact that she had to drive from Los Angeles to Detroit by herself. She was completely terrified of this. And I was like, I don't really see what the big deal is. You know, like, why are you so upset about this? She was, it was to the point of having, um, uh, like panic attacks, you know, like she was so upset about this. She was like, can you come over here and just ride with me back? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I got shit to do, you know. But the thing is, is that um, as I thought about it, and as you probably know, you know, from just, you know, our knowing what each other does and modern flirting and things like that. I'm a big advocate of safety, right? Mm -hmm. Of, you know, guys often don't, really take into consideration what goes on in a woman's mind uh, when it comes to safety, you know, because right. we don't look at it like that. You know, we're not attracted to a gender that's bigger, stronger, faster than us in most cases. So um, that's right. really what it boiled down to is she just felt unsafe and not secure, mm -hmm. you know? And so, mm -hmm. but as that translates to, to guys, it's like, why can't you go out by yourself, man? Like, mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I don't, I don't get, why do you need to hold your best friend's hand to go right. talk to somebody? It's just, it's another crutch. It's like another crutch. It's it, people will 
make those excuses uh, as as a reason as any reason to not go out and put themselves in a vulnerable situation like approaching women uh, because it's an easy thing to be like, oh, well, I don't have anyone else to go out with. So I just can't do it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's easier. Of course, people are going to always choose the easier route by and large mm-hmm. if it's, if it's offered. Right. So, I mean, but back to your, you know, the, your, your girlfriend, uh, you know how many people, my mother included, who just walked in. Uh, I remember, I'll never forget when I woke up that morning to go to the airport to go to fly to uh, Peru, she's like standing over my bed with like tears and she's like, don't go. Like, I remember my dad like being like, I will pay you not to go. Like, don't go, I will give you money because I'm a, I'm a single white blonde haired female about to travel. I mean, of course it sounds crazy, right? Every mm-hmm. other, you know, but I trusted myself. I trusted my ability to read people. Uh, I trusted my gut. And I think it's also years of putting myself in those situations to be able to trust my gut. Cause the more you trust your gut, the louder it becomes. So, so, you know, I mean, with that, it's like, yes, I completely understand your friend's point of view of like, it's safety, it's safety, but also trust yourself a little more, you know, yeah. by and large people are good. Like I choose to see the good in people versus the minority that's out to hurt me. Yeah. And, I'm- so, and, 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 and just to end on that, the same thing goes with men. Like it, you know, if you are only fearing women being mean and only fearing women putting up the bit shields only, you know what I mean? Uh, like women, you know, blowing you out. That's the only thing you're going to find. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's so true. And you know what the thing about like what you just said, um, there's a guy that I know. Um, I don't really know him personally. I just kind of know him online and, and, and whatnot. And I see some of the posts that he puts up in some of the uh, Facebook groups that are designated towards you know uh attraction building and and all that kind of thing right this guy man does he bitch and complain like and and i know you've seen it too certainly right but like this guy takes it to a whole other level of just like Mm -hmm. um oh well and, and, and what kills me about guys with that particular mindset and if I'm talking to you, not you, Jamie, obviously, but if I'm talking to you, you know, whoever's listening to the podcast, if this strikes a chord with you or you feel offended, then I'm definitely talking to you because the only reason you feel offended is because it strikes home, right? Yes. This is a guy who you can't tell him anything. It's like he goes on there. He asks for help. Hey, take a look at my Tinder profile. What can I do different? Right? And everybody that throws out uh, an example of what he could do, be doing differently. He puts up screenshots of his conversations with matches, all that kind of thing. But he knows it all. It's like, dude, why are you asking? Because no matter what somebody says in response to what he posts, oh, well, yeah, well, that doesn't work for me because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Or, right. yeah, I tried that and it didn't work. It's like, dude, <laughs> like, if you know, if you fucking know it all, why I'm are you here? here? Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's funny, uh, this guy who I think you're talking about, uh, you know, he, the other day he, he shows a, f- a conversation from, uh, you know, Tinder or something like that. And, uh, you know, it, 
there was this here and there, but everything was seen fine. And I was like, all right, well, then what's the result? Like, what is the question? He's like, oh, I just wanted to critique. So I was like, oh, well, what, what happened? Like, how'd you guys end it? Oh, she's on her way to my house right now. Okay. Yay. Good job. Right. Like, and I think it just comes down to like, like an ego, an ego thing, right. It's like he needs to be fulfilled, but that's the other thing that I was talking about today in the, in the female minds class is have you ever, do you know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is Dale? Say say one more time. I didn't catch that. Do you know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is? No. Okay. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs here. I'll, I'll see if I can actually bring it up. I feel like I'm in, um, uh, Joe Rogan, Jamie, bring it up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How uh, yeah, right. I know. Oh, wait, can you allow me to screen share? I wanted to share this with you. Yeah. Um, and I'll explain it to the listeners too. Don't you worry. Well, here's the thing about that. Um, oh, can we not do it? No, you can do it. Uh, okay. I just want to make sure that I think you, you should be able to do it now. I think. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Okay. No, the thing okay. about that is what, just before you dive into that, what I was going to say is uh, we are going to be starting a modern flirting podcast, YouTube channel where you will be able to see. So stop picking your nose, Jamie. You will be able to see what uh, the videos, you know, what we're recording. You know, if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple or anything like that, uh, obviously it's just the audio, but we'll have a YouTube channel specifically designated towards being able to see these videos. So you will be able to see what Jamie just close out that porn, Jamie. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but Dang you'll it. be able to see exactly what it is that we're doing here. So, but, but go ahead. Right. Okay. So Maslow's higher grade needs, if you ever take in psychology one-on-one <laughs> is uh, basically how humans feel comfortability and how they can actually get to a, a part of themselves where they they can make decisions off free will they can they feel you know it, it, they call it self-actualization so it's the desire to become the most that one can be right uh, right but you can't just be born and be like ready to do that right. you have to have all these things and this is i mean so so the bottom of the barrel that's physiological needs so air water shelter sleep clothing reproduction like your basic that's like needs. the bare basics it's like your lizard brain right? right right you need all that then safety so then you need safety to be able to to if you, and once you have safety uh you know that that's constituted as like personal security employment resources health property you actually feel that much more comfortable to then become the best person that you can be but then after that you need love and belonging which is friendships, intimacy, family, sense of connection, right? Only after, only after can you achieve esteem, self-esteem, respect, status, recognition, right? And this is where a lot of dating coaches, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, but a lot of dating coaches would actually argue this point. They would say, you need to have confidence to then build community and social circle. But I actually disagree. You need to know what that feeling is feels like you need to know that sense of belonging feels like you need to know what it feels like for someone to accept you whether that be your family whether that be friends whether that be some sort of community for you to even then build upon and become more confident become uh more have higher self-esteem okay. right so that's why it's so important social circle that's why it's so important hobbies and and community and just 
being social around so you actually can identify and normalize that feeling of, of, okay, I'm accepted. And then with that feeling, you can grow that into stronger self-confidence, stronger self-esteem. Yeah. And then after self-esteem is the self-actualization, which is the desire to become the most one can be. Yeah. Um, I've seen this before. Now that you brought it up, I, ha- mm-hmm. I have seen this before. Um, I think, you know, here's the deal. I don't know. Obviously, your your, your basic needs, according to this, your uh, physiological needs, you know, air, <laughs> water, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, obviously, in order to be alive, you you need those things, right? And the same mm-hmm. thing with safety. But I think the 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 top three of that pyramid, I think that they can be interchangeable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In the sense of like, okay, so love and belonging. And then what, what you said was, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but basically what you're saying is, is that uh, you need that before, you know, having the confidence of building out a, a social circle and, and things like that. Correct. Am I, am I hearing that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, like, uh, you know, your confidence really starts with the relationship you have with like your family and your parents because they accept you, you can start like that seed is planted of confidence. So then by the time you grow up, right, you have friends and stuff, and that's what's going to compound that confidence and that self-respect and that self-esteem. Okay. So here's, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is I can see how this would be interchangeable in the sense Mm -hmm. of, I I agree with that. You you should have a good relationship with your parents. You should have a good Mm -hmm. relationship with when you're coming up, your classmates, your neighborhood friends, or, or mm-hmm. at least kids in the neighborhood to make them friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on, so on and so forth to, you know, a, a, as you mature and, you know, become an adult and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the deal. So you may need more confidence in the sense of like, okay, so say I'm, say I'm a guy that I'm good with pretty much anybody that I encounter, I'm pretty socially savvy, things like that, you know, but I still may not have the confidence to step into a room of uh, people that I admire. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll say, for instance, uh, I'm going to walk into a room. Uh, we'll say it's a conference and, you know, uh, th- th- this group of people can significantly change my life just by knowing these people. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I may or may not have the confidence to make that happen, you know, to introduce myself to those people, to, you know, uh, uh, engage with them and things like that. I may or may not have that confidence. And, um, you know, so, so I guess what I'm, what what I'm saying is, is that, um, just because I'm able to make friends with, normies quote unquote right i may not have the confidence to to make friends with people that would significantly change my life then conversely we'll look at somebody like um are are you familiar with henry rollins no who's that oh you gotta look up henry rollins yeah for real you don't know who that is no all right so Henry Rollins was a lead singer of a hardcore slash punk band called Black Flag. And uh, 
now I can see the logo. I know what that logo yeah, looks like. He was the yeah. lead singer of that band. But what he does now basically is um he 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 tours telling stories. That that's what he does. He's just a storyteller. But his work ethic, it, it, there's so much inspirational shit. Like, I love that dude. I don't agree with all his politics and some of his, you know, uh, some of the things that he he stands for and whatnot, but that's okay. I find him super inspirational, all right? He's top five for me, all right? Well, that dude, he's like one of these people that he struggles with making friends. He, he talks about it a lot. He really doesn't have interpersonal relationships. He's a loner. He's a lone wolf. However, he can stand in front of a crowd of 10,000 people and tell a story and, and, and be good with, like, I remember one, he's been on Joe Rogan a few times. And I remember one time he was talking about how, um, say, say he's cool with somebody. He's like, look, if that person's in a bad spot, say they need to get bailed, need to be bailed out of jail for some reason, or, Hey man, can you come pick me up? I know it's a five hour drive, but I'm stranded here. Can you come get me? He's like, done deal. I'm on my way. Don't even sweat it. Here I come. Mm -hmm. Please don't invite me to dinner. <laughs> you know, because he doesn't want to, he feels awkward about himself and things like that in one-on-one -on -one conversations, but he can address an entire audience and make moves inside of the music industry and things like that with, with totally powerful people, but he can't have interpersonal relationships. He's really right. struggles with that. So right. according to that hierarchy that, uh, that you just broke down, that would be a mixed match of order. Right. I mean, you know, I think it, I think the thing that, uh, it, it, that I think that what I'm trying to say is when it comes to this is by having just any sort of belonging, you can get to that next step of self-esteem and then having that self-esteem, that is what allows you to then do these great things, like talk in front of people, like, you know, all of these great things, but it's not like you have to be this popular person and whatnot, but it's even just, it's why people like, I'll give you another example. Do you remember what, did your mom ever make you watch Oprah? Not make you watch, but my mom always had Oprah on when I was coming home from school. Really? Yeah. Oh, she said, who waits Oprah? Um, I, so, I can't stand her, but, but go ahead. Really? Continue. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, crazy. Um, anyway, so I remember she'd have all these like crazy, you know, like guests and whatnot. But there was this one girl where she, uh, her mom, it was like one of those like the room situations where uh, she, the mom was like totally inept, locked this girl in her room since birth that she had no social interaction whatsoever. Yeah. Right. And even, and they, they, they found her when she was 10 and even years and years and years of be socialized, she was adopted by this amazing family that like took her in. So um, like she, she can't eat. She can't, she can't do anything because she's never had that. Even now it's the same. There's nothing technically wrong with her either. Did what like she, CPS she, come get her or something? Yeah. CPS oh, okay. found her. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, um, and so she, because she never had that basis of like what love is or what just human connection is at all, she could never get past any sort of social anything because she never had, she was never familiar. And so with that, like 
yes, this guy maybe, you know, doesn't have a lot of friends, but I'd wonder like when he grew up, did his parents accept him for who he was? His that dad, allowed him no. to have his mom, you know, yes. Yeah. So I, I know his story one, back and forth. You right, know what I mean? So, like I, I know him well. Totally. So even just like one parent, just like that feeling of like, okay, this is what, but also because his dad and because he maybe not had a lot of friends growing up, this is also maybe why he's just not normalized what a real relationship looks like or takes joy out of it. Mm -hmm. But even just having that one parent that, that gives you uh, uh, acceptance and gives you that, that sort of love really anchors who you are as a person and therefore your confidence and self-esteem can grow and can allow you to even have that opportunity to talk uh, to, you know, in front of crowds. But, but either way, I mean, I think what I'm trying to get at for, for our listeners is, you know, if you are finding yourself in a situation where you are comfortable or not comfortable, but, but you're just, you know, you've accepted like, okay, I, I hang out with these friends and the, the, these friends have been around forever and, you know, they're okay. They, they don't really make me feel you know, great or special, but you hang out because we've hung out forever. And it's just like settling. You're just like settling. It's and, routine. And you also, right. And you also lack confidence. That might be why. Yeah. Constantly strive to surround yourself with people who make you feel good about mm. yourself. I, oh, I, I, I totally agree with that. 100%. How would you define confidence? Confidence is, oh, I actually just, I was reading a book and they actually said, I don't know what book was it? It was addiction. Oh, power, <laughs> power, the power of, uh, Brene Brown's power of vulnerability, although I'm totally going to paraphrase. She, she's another really good one. Um, but power of vulnerability, I forgot what they said, but confidence is your belief in yourself. Oh, fuck, what was it? It was like, it was basically like your belief in yourself for either doing hard things or your belief in yourself that you can achieve whatever goal you set out to make. Okay. Um, it's, it really comes down to the belief in yourself. Yeah, I, I think it boils down to, um, well, yeah, that, but I, I think to go a little bit deeper on that, I think it's the, um, the realization that you can accomplish something at a certain point. So for, in other words, I'm not technologically savvy at all. Like it's, it's a miracle that I'm even doing this. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, that being said, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like if, for instance, if you were like, Hey, Dale, you should totally download this app to your phone. All you got to do is do X, Y, and Z, and then do this and that and this and that, and it's going to open up Pandora's box of knowledge, whatever. I would not, initially, I would not feel comfortable with myself being able to do that, okay? But even, even through that uncomfortability, I'll give you a better example, Discord, <laughs> right? When Jared's like, yo, we're going to do Discord, I'm like, Man, is this something else that I fucking have to learn? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm like, I don't know shit about Discord. I don't even know what it is. You know? And so I'm frustrated immediately. Like, God damn it. Another communication app that I don't know what to do. You know, mm -hmm. that I'm going to have to figure out. So, but here's the thing. The key in that, what I just said is, I'm frustrated, 
but I'm going to have to figure it out. Meaning I'm confident enough to know that I could probably figure it out. And even if I can't figure it out, I could ask Phil, I could ask Jared, he's probably not going to give me many answers, but yeah, he's useless <laughs> brain fog cat. But, um, you know, but here's the thing. I know that I will be able to fumble my way through it and figure it out at a certain point. It might not be immediately. I might not have a handle on it right from jump street, mm-hmm. but I will be able to figure it out. So I have the confidence that it will get done at a certain point in time might not be as fast as you might not be as fast as Cosmo or or the guys in, in modern flirting, the students and whatnot might take me Mm -hmm. a little bit more time, but I will be able to figure it out. Eventually. I have the confidence that I can do that. My Instagram got hacked. Okay. Uh, I've been locked out of my Instagram for about three weeks now. Fuck. Yeah. sucks. So here's the deal. I'm confident that at a certain point in time, I'll be able to get into it. I'll be able to figure it out. I'll be able to work this thing out, get help, whatever. I'm confident I'll get into it. Might not be tomorrow. Might be three months from now, but I will get into that thing. I'm confident in that, okay, that I can manage that, figure it out. I think where a lot of guys, the the, the problem is where a lot of guys lack confidence is because they lack competence. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how to make something work. They don't understand how to, like we're talking about, to kind of reel it back into, I guess, what we're talking about, you know, in the in the sense of being able to have a social circle, be able to approach that girl, be able to, uh, you know, you have these basic needs met. And, 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 and but on top of that, to be able to form relationships with people and, and, and things of that sort, they don't have the competence to do it. Therefore, they don't have the confidence to do it. Totally. That's what, in my opinion, with modern flirting, if I was to Mm -hmm. sum it up in a basic sense, it's about giving you the competence. I can't give you confidence. Cannot give you confidence. If I could, I would. But I can't. Neither can you, Jamie. Neither can Mm -hmm. any of us. I can't make somebody be confident. Mm -hmm. But what I can do and what you can do Jared, Cosmo, what we can do is make somebody competent. Competent, right. Right. And competent, but I would actually argue that competence is only half the, because, well, competence is really broken up by two different things. Competence is also skill set and time or experience doing it. So well, that's the other thing. I don't know if, like, one, one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, I'll give a guy all of, like, for online dating, for example, Mm -hmm. I'll like tell them what photos to use. I'll edit. I'll even take the time to edit their photos. I'll tell them what order to do. I'll tell them, you know, we'll rewrite your prompts and bios together. And then they don't change it. They're like, I still got to get around to doing it. I still got to do this. I'm like, what? Like, actually, like my biggest piece of advice to people Mm -hmm. is implement the stuff that we're teaching you. Because just because you were singing just because you preach. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Competence is the skill set and the know-how, but you can't even really get there without the time and experience and the field testing and the failure that comes with actually achieving it. And that's really what it takes to like, no, I feel like competence is made up of two things. Right. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's semantics, but I, I, I mean, I think competence is knowledge. Now right. the application of that knowledge is wisdom. 
Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, one, you know, one. I mean, it was kind of semantics, but, right. but, but, but here's the thing. I was just, oh my God, I was blowing up on dudes last night in my class. <laughs> did, I, you, did I if, strike something in you? <laughs> no, well, if, if you watch the replay of that class, I, like, I had to apologize to, to a degree because I'm like, I know I'm yelling at you guys. All right. But this is out of my own frustration. I'm not yelling at any one of you directly. Unless you take offense to this, then I am talking to you, okay? But what I was saying was, I was like, look, you guys paid money to be in this program. And, and this is what sparked it, by the way. This is what sparked the whole thing. We're, we're, we're doing a, a retreat this weekend in Fort Lauderdale, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the perks of being a part of Modern Flirting. It's 100 And I'm excited free. to get to meet you. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, one of the perks is, is that you get to come down quarterly four times a year and, and, and just hang out, chill, do a bunch of cool shit, get to know each other and level up and and bond as modern, uh, modern flirting family, all that kind of thing. Right. That's what it's about. So Jared reaches out to me and he's like, hey, man. I'm going to send you this Google Drive with a sheet of the guys I have just not had the time to reach out to, to just personally invite them. Uh, can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got you. So I go through, I'm texting everybody, I'm calling everybody. And you would not, this blows, this fucking blows my mind. Like I hit up Jared immediately. I was like, what are these guys' problems? Like, what is going on here? The love, the amount of guys that reached out, when I reached out to them, their response was, wait, who are you? What is this about? Oh, my God. And I'm like, how are you in modern flirting and you don't know? It's who? not cheap. It's not cheap. I know that. And, 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 and that's what I'm getting at is I was like, okay, and, you know, not, not to sound, you know, uh, uh, egotistical or anything like that, but it's like, dude, how do you not know who I am? Right. And it's not just me. It's be like, if it was you, like, how do you not know who Jamie is? How do you not know who Cosmo is? Right. So, you know, my thing was, I was like, and it wasn't just one example of this. This was happening time and time again. Wait, when is this? What is this? What's this about? And I'm like, what? And, and, and so when I got on my class last night, I was like, look, you guys, it's not cheap to be a modern flirting. All right. It is not. All right. How is it that you're a part of this and you don't even know who the coaches are, what's going on, where to find out where, what's going on? Like, how are you so out of the loop, but yet you pay all this money to be in it? I'm the type of person I will squeeze every penny of value out of something. Like when I see the give a penny, take a penny thing at the, at, at the gas station, I'm like, Whoop. you're <laughs> you that guy, I mean? you're that guy, Dale. <laughs> if I see silver in that thing, I will take the whole trade. You know, I, I want every penny of value that I can get. Anything I can squeeze out of it, I will get it. Every single little drop, you know, right. and it blows my mind that people are a part of it and, and, and don't utilize the opportunities i put a story out on facebook today summing that up i'm like yo take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you 
Yes. Why are you not taking it there? And, and by the way, for the people, I'm, I'm kind of on a tangent now, but here's the thing for the guys that are listening to this, you downloaded this podcast, you're listening to it and you're like, damn, I really want to be a part of modern flirting, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, 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 you know, look, it's been tough financially for me. It's not something I can afford to be a part of, but shit, I, I really wish I could look. We have a free Facebook group. We put out all kinds of free content. There's so much free content available to my YouTube. I just put a new YouTube video up today. All right. Um, and I break things down very well. All right. And yeah. so look, there's all kinds of free content available for you. Take advantage. If, if, if you can't be a part of Modern Flurry because of a financial situation, I get it. I totally understand. There's been tons of times in my life. I wish I could have been a part of something, but I couldn't because I simply could not afford it. All right. Right. But what can I do beneath that? What information can I gather? Look, a, a library card is free, man. The internet is basically free. Right. All you got to do, if you want that information, you now you're going to have to work a lot harder than somebody who just has access to a coach 24 seven like us. Yeah, because you don't get that dialogue. You're just trying to figure it out yourself. Right, you, and, and that's, yeah. look, I tell people like, and a matter of fact, kind of circle back to the, yeah, the, that was the you. podcast. <laughs> I did every, everything that I know, everything that I teach, 90% of it was learned on my own. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a wingman. I didn't have a community. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. I fucking didn't have YouTube <laughs> because it didn't really exist. I mean, it was like way new. Okay. Like it wasn't like today where you could be like, how do you kiss a girl? Oh, here's 50,000 videos on how to do so. You know, um, I didn't have ex uh, the accessibility to that type of information. So all I could do was take the little amount of information that I could get off of message boards and news groups and things like that. Half of you guys probably don't even know what that is, <laughs> you know, but um, all I could do is take that information and go out and apply it and see what worked for me, what didn't, and start cobbling together what worked for me, discard what didn't. And that's what separates somebody who's going to get it done. Now I get paid to talk to you guys, <laughs> just much like Jamie, you know, we get paid right. to do this, you know, and it, it's because of the simple fact that I was able to go out and do it, apply it, learn, try things, experiment, see what works, see what doesn't. Most guys will not do that. They right. will not. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is unfortunate. I loved everything you just said. I mean, it's so true. It's, it's, and it's really just getting comfortable with being, by being your own advocate, by putting yourself out there. And that confidence really acts as like a shield to allow you to go out and put yourself in that vulnerable state, yeah. right. For the greater good, for the greater good. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's so very important. Yeah. And, and, and believe you me, I was not confident, right? Like I wasn't like, oh, 
I found all this information. And since I'm so confident, I'm just going to go out here and do it. And it's all going to work out. Like, no, right. that was not the case. You know, where I knew that my, here's where my confidence lie. I did have some confidence, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to go out there and do that. But here's where my confidence lie. I'm a very DIY type of person. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always been like that, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very driven and I'm, I'm extremely hardworking. Okay. And so given that aesthetic, uh, I knew that if I put in the work, I will be able to learn. That's where my confidence lies. I'll be able to learn. I know I can learn. <laughs> and so let me learn what works for me. And so was I confident that like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go step to this actress, super famous actress or something like that. No, I had to work up to that shit, you know, like mm-hmm. I had to start getting comfortable with even just talking to people like at the, like even an old man, I was uncomfortable with that. That old man was not hot. Trust me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I started with asking people where the cereal aisle was at the grocery store. And that was a challenge. But I had to get, I had to start somewhere and start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and start being comfortable with uh, 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 doing what I can do. I think a lot of guys, I think where they struggle, and I'd I'd love for you to touch on this, I, I, I think where a lot of guys struggle is that. They don't start because they're intimidated by the end, by the finish. Yes. It's like you have to be willfully ignorant. You just have to just go and just be blind, you know, and not, and not judge yourself and not judge others and not, and not set expectations. Like the only expectation that you should set for yourself is that you're going to fail and you're going to learn. And this is what learning looks like. It just, unfortunately in this culture, we're so obsessed with, with demonizing failure and, and making you feel worse about it. And it's, and it's you that's doing it. When in reality, it's how everyone learned everything is, is through failure and through trying again. So, so the beauty isn't in the failure. The beauty is in the uh, relentlessness of getting back up. Yep. Yep. There's a, you ever see uh, Rocky Balboa? No. Oh shit. You have like zero frame of reference. No, not not the old, not the old Rocky. Like anyway, I I got a big long story about that, but we don't really have time for all that. Um, Well, I used to have a radio show, and I got to go to press junket and all this stuff. That's where that voice comes from. What's that? You have a you do have a voice for radio. I got a face for radio too. But nah. <laughs> you said, you said but, it, not me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but here, here, here's the deal. So in Rocky Balboa, he there, there's a very inspirational speech. It's been memed to death. I see it all the time. Uh, where he's t- talking to his son, and his son's talking about giving up on some of the things that he's tr- trying to do. And um and, and and what Rocky says to him basically is, you know, uh you know, life is about, you're going to get knocked down. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get 
back up. That's what it's about. If you can, life will crush you. It will keep you down if you let it. Fortunately for you, listener, fortunately for you, you have the wherewithal to get back up. It's, but it's a cognitive choice. If you don't choose to get back up, then there you lie in the right. street, on the sidewalk, in the gutter. And you're crushed, you know, your girlfriend broke up with you, your wife left, you, somebody cheated on somebody, you're, you're, you know, whatever, what, whatever the fuck is going on inside of your life that is so crushing. And I get it. We've all been there. But whatever that thing is, you have the choice. And that's the beauty of this. You have the choice to get back up should you choose to do it. If you choose to lay down, you will always be laying down. Yeah, it's your it's your choice to stay. Do you listen? Do you watch The Boys? The Boys' nah. new season just came I, I'm, out. I'm familiar with it. I know what it is, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's it. such a good show. But they had a line in there where the guy, um, he was saying, is like, uh, He's like, just because you fall doesn't mean you need to stay down. Yeah, it, it yeah. is so true. What so many, what I see so many guys doing is they, uh, they hit a rough patch. They hit a speed bump in their journey on their path and boom, here's a speed bump and it's a wrap. Most people don't lay there forever. Okay, they don't. Right. Most people do actually get back up at some point in time. But the problem with that is, and this is something I, I really want you guys to really key in on what I'm about to say here. You probably will get back up at some point in time. It could be a month from now, it could be 10 years from now. But whatever that is, you probably will get back up. But the problem with what the, the, that most guys find themselves with this is, they only get back up and travel along that path again as long as their motivation carries them. Mm -hmm. So you're motivated to get back up. You heard you heard some powerful speech. You saw an inspirational meme. You heard whatever. You're X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm pumped. I You saw Tony Robbins one day, whatever. <laughs> you, you get back up. And you start back down that road, but the problem is, is that you're going to run out of gas because something else is going to slap you in the face. That bill's going to come due that you don't have the money for. Your, your car breaks down. Your whatever happens, and then and then you you're right back to laying back down again because that motivational gas you're on E now, right? And then, right. And then there, there you back are because you're used to being able to do that. You know what that feels like. And so I'm just going to lay down and take it. Right. You have to get past motivation. If you don't, if all you rely on is motivation, you're never going to accomplish whatever it is that you're setting out to do. So what do you rely on outside of motivation? Discipline, self-discipline. Yeah. There's a reason why that motivation exists on the onset, right? 
because you know that you want to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whatever that goal is, uh, uh, you know, getting into a relationship, leveling up at your job, starting a business, building a social circle, whatever it is, you know what that thing is. And that's why you feel motivated to do it at least sometimes. Right. right? But that motivation is only going to take you so far. So you have to have the self-discipline to, to bridge those gaps between motivation. I'm working on a book right now. If I only wrote the book when I was motivated to write the book, I'd be like one chapter in. <laughs> okay. That's like me right now. Yeah, I'm also working on <laughs> Okay. And so you know how that goes, right? Like you don't always feel motivated to do it. But if yeah. you set aside the time to actually, you know, start writing, even though you're like, I got no ideas, I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, my pen done ran out of ink, you know. <laughs> like I, it reminds me. It reminds me. There's a music producer I know, and he said this to me. He goes, "Uh, my, he struggles with just he has so many songs, and he's such a perfectionist that he's just like he doesn't finish any, and he's like, you know, uh, done is better than perfect. Finished is better than perfect." Mm -hmm. and and it's so true it's like it's habits that's what I was gonna say like you said discipline I was gonna say habit you know which I actually like discipline more like that is gonna be the motivating factor and also accountability if you can have accountability with someone yeah really what I'm getting at is we need to have accountability for each other Dale (laughs) (laughs) I gotta I gotta work on this book (laughs) well here's the thing you know like you're talking about accountability I think that that is something that is so lacking inside of our space as dating coaches and things like that, the accountability factor, it's easy to hide behind a keyboard, right? Mm -hmm. People do it all the time. You see shitty comments on people's stuff all the time. You'd never come say that to my face. Why? Because you get knocked the fuck out if you did. Right. You know, so of course you're not going to say it to me, to my face, but it's easy to be like, I'm the anonymous poster, right? So it's easy to hide. And what guys tend to do is I've heard it said like this guys think that they can do well, they present themselves is that they can do two things, but actually can't do either. And that's pick up women and fight, (laughs) you know, or fight, if you will. (laughs) Right. They'll tell you how they can do both, but in reality, they can't do either. Okay. So here's so it's ego driven i don't want to put myself out there like that i don't want somebody i don't want to be vulnerable enough for somebody to know uh my struggles what i'm dealing with what i'm trying to level up to because that would be an acknowledgement that i'm not there yet and Mm -hmm. so even guys inside of modern flirting don't take advantage of the accountability that they could even though it's there that's why I'm a big advocate when I do a boot camp, and I know we have one coming up, you know, yes, uh, you. In, in, in August. Um, yeah. But here's the deal. I, uh, if the guys cannot, um, if they cannot find their own accountability partner inside of the, the, the boot camp, I will assign them because you need to have that. It's a, the buddy system. Just like when you're a little kid and you're swimming, you got the floaties on your arm and all that kind of thing. Like, look, I, that buddy should not let you drown and vice versa. So 
if you're accountable, you're not only accountable to us as coaches, but you're accountable to somebody else as well that's on your level. I had a mentor um, when I was coming up, you know, when I was fresh, like fresh out of high school. He was like a life mentor to me, uh, a music mentor, all that kind of thing. And one, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that stuck with me, but the predominant thing that's always stuck with me is this. He's since passed on. He's no longer with us. But one of the things that really stuck with me that he said is a person should have three people in their life. They should have somebody that is a mentor above them. They should also have, you know, somebody that they're accountable to, that they're learning from, right? Mm -hmm. They should also have somebody that is on their level that they can compare experiences to and learn and be accountable to each other to continue to to, uh, level up. Right. They should also have somebody underneath them that they're bringing up. Because even if you're at day one of learning something, you're still one day better or you have one day more knowledge than the person that's at zero. Right. Right. So, and by teaching, and I, I think you probably know this, um, I, I would believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but, no. um, you know, it, like I learned so much from coaching. You know what I mean? By me yeah. coaching, it enables me to, because I feel the need to, to for, you know, our students and, and all that to, I got to be on top of my game. In other words, mm-hmm. if I'm not on top of my game, I am not doing them a service. Right. And, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So I actually, you know, one of the things that we teach at modern flirting is social circle, mm-hmm. right. And the importance of social circle and, you know, and, and actually it was recently, I was in a class where I was like, all right, like permission to be vulnerable for a second. Cause I was talking about like my struggles and you know, where I came from and how it wasn't always easy for me. And I had to learn this, but now my life is this. And so one of the students asked like, well, how did you get there? Like what, like your background sounds a lot like my background. Like, how did you get there? And I said, well, you know, like permission to be vulnerable. I was like, honestly, like recently I lost two of my best friends. Um, we got in a huge fight. I, I don't think I'm going to be friends with them anymore. And it was really hard. Imagine me, a coach, teaching social circle, and here I am in a, in a situation where this is happening to me. And, and, and my core group of friends, I'm 32, we're at that age, right, where everyone's getting married and, and moving away and doing, because I live in LA and no one really stays in LA. And so I'm like, I'm looking at, I was like, oh my God, my social circle has dwindled. You know what I mean? And so of course, what happens? I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud. Like people are going to find out like I'm the worst coach ever. (laughs) Then it was that confidence in the belief in myself to achieve a goal. I could do this. I was like, and then it started going from look at all this stuff that's happening to me to look at all this stuff that's happening for me. Right. What, how much of a better coach am I going to be getting over this? So then I'm talking about how, I started, I was like, okay, what friends do I have? How can I nourish those friendships? How can I grow those friendship plants, if you will? Mm-hmm. How can I, and I'm, t- I'm teaching them like, okay, like I saw a guy who, and you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to go to clubs. I don't want to go to bars. And I was like, honestly, me either. Like you don't like, don't think that that's the only answer. 
um, I was like, I, I saw a guy playing Catan on his phone, one of like my, my acquaintances that I've started getting friendlier with. Yeah. And I was like, I love Catan. And instead of just being like, I love Catan, me too. I was like, I'm going to fucking murk you. He's like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, I'll murk you. Like, let's do this. So now me and like six other people, now we play Catan taco nights every Tuesday. Dope. My other friend, uh, Steven, we play tennis every Monday with this 80 year old woman named Beebe, who's like way better than me. Um, it, like all of these little things. And now it's like, okay, I, I'm starting to grow this other social circle. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to be such a better fucking coach because of this, because I now it. I can love prove it. that I, you can do this. I don't care how old you are because my social circle that I had previously, that's from when I was 23 and we all still hang out and it's a beautiful thing and a huge, it's a huge group and the whole night. But I haven't, I haven't gotten like a, a strong other social group for that long. Yeah. So of course this was going to happen. And thank God it happened because now I'm a bit, I'm just that much of a better coach. So, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you, you know, and here's the thing I would venture to say that most guys, you know, that are probably listening to this are probably, you know, somewhere between early twenties to mid thirties, I would mm-hmm. say, you know, and like, take it from somebody like me, I'm 45, right? Do you know how many social circles that I've been a part of in my life? You know what I mean? Like the social circle that I have now versus when I was 20, 20 years ago is significantly different. And why is that? It's not because I'm like, oh, well, this person sucks now. I'm not, not going to be friends with them or, or whatever. No, it's just as you age, as you mature, as you start moving on to different things and, 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 and conversely, same with the other people too, they're whatever they're doing, whatever they got to do, you know, people move and X, Y, and Z, whatever, whatever. Look, you know, it's, if you have the same social circle from the time that you're 18 to the time you die, that's pretty limited experience. Right. Right. You know, I, I think you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. If you don't like, I used to say it like this, you know, I used to tour a lot as, as an artist, as a musician. All right. And uh, it, it, it's so like, I remember telling this to people and people just could not wrap their minds around it because they just don't understand that experience of touring like that. It's like, say, say, Jamie, say you're, say you're a rapper, right. And, um, we're going to go on tour. We're going to be on tour for the next four months. Okay. You and I would be best friends for four months. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the, at the end of that four months, we probably wouldn't even talk ever, maybe ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we would be like such best friends for four months. And then I may never see that person ever again. I might not ever go on another tour with that person. It just not because I don't want to, but just because of business alignments mm-hmm. and arrangements mm-hmm. and timeframes and blah, blah, blah. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, because why? Because in two weeks I'm going on tour with somebody else for the next three months. And now that now I'm best friends with those guys. For the mm-hmm. next three months. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. just how it works. And so, you know, a, a lot of people can't wrap their minds around that because they don't live that kind of experience. But that's the thing. Th- that's a very truncated uh, version of what life, it's like a microcosm of an, a person's entire life shrunk down to very, 
you know, very truncated amounts of time, right? So right. that's the thing. You're going to go through things. You're going to have light changes in life that are going to expose you to other people. And then those other people that you were super cool with that you could not see your life without, well, it turns out you can because your right. life is still going on and being in it, you know? Right. So, you know, it's it just a, a, a part of just the uh, life experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So listen, guys, here's the deal. You guys that have listened to the end of the podcast, I'm going to offer you a free gift. All right. Jamie's OnlyFans is 20%. No. no! <laughs> oh my God. I told you not to say anything. I, I'm going to offer you a free gift. All right. In the link in the description of the podcast, if you want a copy of the psychology of modern flirting, the attraction ladder, that's going to give you a breakdown of every step that you need to take to start forming the types of relationships that we've been talking about for the last hour, you know, having that lifestyle that you want to have on your terms, being able to face rejection, being able to get back up when it happens. I'm going to give you that for free. All you have to do is click the link and it is yours. And as a matter of fact, and I'm going to double down on it, reach out to us. You can reach out to me. I'm easy to find. I'm Dale Valor, Jamie, you know, Jamie date on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, <laughs> reach out. And if you want a, uh, uh, an e-copy that you can read, cool. If you want an audio copy, cool. Just let us know what you want and it is yours and your life will be so much better for it. So listen, guys, we're dropping a podcast every month or every month. Shabam, edit that. We're dropping a podcast every week and we will see you in the next one. Peace. Bye. All right. So um, Shabam, that I've clearly done. Shabam's the guy editing the podcast, by the way. I figured. Um, Oh, okay. So Jared just sent over the, the Zoom link. All right. So I guess we're doing that now. So cool. Hey, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed yes, that. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. me too. All right. Good, uh, good, good. That's what's up. Uh, what, when, are you, when are you coming down? I'm here. I'm in Florida already. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's my mom. Oh, hi, Jamie's mom. <laughs> she looks like she makes but, really good uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, my God. I said so funny. She doesn't. She does not like <laughs> yeah oh she's like but i can't oh my god she does love it all right cool well i'll be down there friday so amazing um are we doing coaching i guess it's a different zoom then huh yeah jerry just sent it over oh he did okay all right i'll see you in five seconds sounds good